What is up everyone? It's Quinn here. And in today's video, I'm going to be going through how you all can dominate your ESPN fantasy football drafts. So every fantasy platform is going to be a little bit different. The ADP is going to be different. You know, the trends, um, what kind of strategies you should implement. You're kind of going to have to adjust based on what platform you're playing on. So this specific video is all in on ESPN fantasy football. I'm going to be going through each position, talking about some values at each position. So running back targets, some later round option, wide receiver, receivers, quarterbacks, tight ends, and then also just some overall draft strategy that I've kind of noticed looking at the ADP, going through some mock drafts, you know, personally, just kind of talking through what I figured out works and what drafts are going to lead to the best overall teams for you guys. So if you have any questions, drop them down below in the comment section. If you enjoy the video, do me a huge favor, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. But let's just jump right in and talk about some of the values that I think we can get at the running back position. So these are going to be running backs that I think you guys should look to target on the ESPN platform. So here on this chart, you're going to see the player, you're going to see their current ESPN ADP, you're going to see where ESPN has them ranked positionally, and then compared to where I have them ranked positionally. So we're going to start it off with Nick Chubb here. And I'm honestly shocked that Nick Chubb is like a mid second round pick on ESPN. I kind of thought ESPN would honestly be higher on Chubb than me personally. They're not. They have Chubb as their running back seven in terms of their ADP. He's going as a mid-second round pick. I have Chubb as my RB4. I have him as a one-two turn guy. So I think Chubb is a great option in the mid-second round. The next running back is going to be Tony Pollard. He's being drafted as a back-end second rounder. He's their RB9. He's my RB7, but I have him right in that tier with Nick Chubb, Saquon Barkley, I guess like Jonathan Taylor, if he's actually going to be playing this season. Um, So I have him right in there. I think if you're getting Tony Pollard at the back end of the second round, I really like that value. The next running back is going to be Brees Hall. He's going towards the end of the third round um, on ESPN. He's their running back 12. Brees Hall is my running back eight. I know he hasn't been cleared yet to practice. I still think there's a shot he's ready week one. And if he is healthy, you know, I think he can be a high-end running back one for the back half of the season once he gets kind of fully back from that ACL. Obviously, we'll see what the Jets do at the running back position if they're going to add a guy like Dalvin Cook. At the time that I'm recording this, they have not signed him yet. So that's still up in the air. But I think even if they bring in Dalvin Cook, I think probably at worst, this is like a fair price and I may still be in on him even as like a back end third round pick. Then we've got Ramondre Stevenson and Jameer Gibbs going in like the early to mid fourth round. I really like these guys as fourth round picks. Typically on platforms like ESPN, Yahoo, you're really going to struggle to find solid running back value, especially like third, fourth round. Typically running backs get pushed up super early on. These guys are really nice picks in the fourth round in my opinion. I think at worst for me, these guys are like early to mid third rounders. Ramondre's going off the board as the running back 15. Jameer Gibbs right behind him as running back 16. They're my running back 11 and running back 12. Even if Ramondre Stevenson gets competition like a Leonard Fournette coming in, I still think this is going to be a solid price for him. Like I wouldn't even bump him this low. Then uh, we kind of have a dead zone, at least in terms of players that I'm super interested in. And then we get to like the pick 90s here, which is where J.K. Dobbins is going. Pick 92 as the running back 29. That's honestly wild to me. I know he's got like some contract stuff he maybe has to work through. He's going to be my running back 16. So this is an absurd value for me here with J.K. Dobbins. Then we've got Javante Williams and David Montgomery. They're going off the board as ESPN's running back 30 and running back 31. Javante's my uh, running back 26, and David Montgomery is my running back 25. So if you're getting those dudes, you know, close to pick 100, 
I think you have to be all over it. Then I also just wanted to show you guys some of the later round running backs that I'm going after. You know, these are going to be guys that you're picking probably with the last few um, selections. These are going to be your running back three, four, five, six, you know, however your draft is looking. Zach Charbonnet, he's ESPN's running back 41. I think he's going to be in some sort of committee with Kenneth Walker. And I don't think it's a 0% chance that he ends up leading this committee. No, I'm not betting on it, but I just don't think it's impossible. And at worst, he's going to be a really solid handcuff. Damian Harris, in a very ambiguous situation here with the Bills, he could end up being their RB1 this season. Then we've got some handcuffs, Elijah Mitchell, Tyler Algier. You know, if uh, Bijan goes down, CMC goes down, these guys become super valuable. Devin A-Chain here is the running back 49, a crazy value, especially if Dalvin Cook, you know, ends up signing with the Jets or the Patriots and doesn't go to the Dolphins. We've got Jalen Warren, Tank Bigsby, both guys that I think can work out, um, you know, some own touches in their offense. And then Roshan Johnson, just another younger running back who's in an ambiguous backfield. Now let's move over to my wide receiver targets. And we're going to start it off with Tyreek Hill. Now you can see his ESPN rank and my rank is the same. We both have him as the wide receiver four. I just think this ADP of 8.1 is pretty low in my opinion. I have Tyreek Hill as my fourth overall player. I could understand having him like five, six, seven. I just think there's a disconnect between Tyreek Hill and then some of the other elite wide receivers. Like I believe Cooper Cup is going at pick five. I think Cooper Cup and Tyreek Hill are very similar heading into this season. So maybe I'm nitpicking there, but I think if you're getting Tyreek Hill at pick eight, it's going to be a really strong value. Then I've got Stefan Diggs, and it's kind of like the same thing. Like Diggs is my, I believe, eighth overall player. So if you're getting him at pick 13, I think the value is nice, but the wide receiver five is going to be the same between ESPN and my rankings. And then we're going to do the same thing with CD Lamb here. I view CD Lamb as like a one-two turn guy. So if you're going to get him like early to mid second round, I think you're getting a really nice value. And the same thing can be said with Amon Ross St. Brown. I actually have Amon Ross ranked ahead of CD Lamb. He's my wide receiver six. On ESPN, you can get him as a mid to late second rounder, which I think is really, really nice value. Then we have Chris Olave, who this ADP is very off in my opinion. He's going at pick 41.3. So that's like a mid uh, fourth round pick, I believe. He's ESPN's wide receiver 16. For me, he's locked in as my wide receiver 12. So love the value on Olave. Probably the biggest value you're going to see here is going to be Calvin Ridley. He's going at pick 62. So outside the first five rounds, he's ESPN's wide receiver 22. He's going to be my wide receiver 13. So if I'm getting Calvin Ridley, even in the fourth round, I'm happy. But if you're getting him round five, round six, the value is crazy. Um, And then we've got Jerry Judy. He's uh, ESPN's wide receiver 27, my wide receiver 22. Mike Williams, I think, is a really nice pick. He's ESPN's wide receiver 28. He's my wide receiver 19. And then the last guy, Drake London, like a round away from being in like the triple digit picks. Um, but wide receiver 31 on ESPN, wide receiver 24 in my rankings. And then these are some of the late round guys I'm targeting. I think really a huge way to dominate your leagues, especially like ESPN, Yahoo, platforms like this, you can get some really, really nice depth by hitting on your late round picks. Like look at these depth options you can be getting at wide receiver. Obviously a lot of these dudes are going to be younger. I guess that's just kind of where the value lies. But Jordan Addison, wide receiver 43, love the value there. Then we're getting like pick 140 or later, Quinton Johnston, Zay Flowers, 
Um, these guys can have instant impacts in their offense. Elijah Moore, wide receiver two on a potentially more pass-heavy offense. Jamison Williams coming off a suspension, but was a super talented rookie. Um, and then Rashad Bateman going to be in a uh, more pass-heavy Ravens offense. So if you can get these guys as like your wide receiver four or five, six, I think your team is going to have some really, really strong depth throughout the season. Now let's move over to some of the quarterbacks I'm looking to target. And there's going to be two kind of earlier round options. We've got Justin Fields and Justin Herbert. Justin Fields ADP is 53. Justin Herbert's is 55. Um, so positionally, in terms of their ranking, not a ton of difference. Like Fields, he's ESPN's quarterback six. He's my quarterback five. Herbert, quarterback seven in both. I just think the disconnect between like Herbert and Burrow is way too far on ESPN. Same thing with Justin Fields. Like if you're going to be drafting Mahomes, Hurts, Josh Allen in like the second round or the 2-3 turn, then there's no way that Justin Fields should end up going in round five, right? Like positionally, it just doesn't make a ton of sense to me. I think if those guys are going 2-3 turn, Fields at the very least needs to be going somewhere in the fourth round and probably honestly more towards like early fourth round. I think he has a similar ceiling to those guys. Obviously less proven. I do think he should be going later, but the disconnect is just way too large in my opinion. And then we've got some later round options. Geno Smith going to pick like 124. He's ESPN's quarterback 15. He's my quarterback 12. Um, Anthony Richardson, ESPN's quarterback 16, my quarterback 13. Just think these guys are solid late round options. And I'm going to dive more into the quarterback position a little bit later on, just talking about the overall draft strategy. And then looking at the tight ends, um, kind of just two guys that stick out to me. The first one is Mark Andrews, and it's not like his tight end rank is crazy. Like he's their tight end too. He's my tight end too. The ADP of 34.1 is absurd in my opinion. If you have Travis Kelsey going at pick six, there is no reason that Mark Andrews should have you know two rounds of difference in his ADP. I think it's actually more than two rounds. Like two and a third rounds difference like that is wild in my opinion so if you're able to get mark andrews late third round i think that is a steal pick i'd be willing to draft him towards the end of the second so love the value there and then i really like the value of um, dalton kincaid just as like a late round flyer he's espn's tight end 15 he's my tight end 11 so if i'm like punting the tight end position he's definitely someone that i'd be looking to kind of snag as my later round option so now just shifting into the overall draft strategy, some kind of general trends that I noticed. Looking at ESPN's ADP, going wide receiver is almost always like a solid pick. Like I think the value is almost always there on the wide receiver position. I don't really think there's much of like a wide receiver dead zone where you want to just completely like avoid these guys. Since there's going to be wide receiver value in every single round, it means you don't really have to force wide receiver picks. Like if you want to force or if you try to force like wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver start, I feel like you're going to get into a spot where you're going to have to pass on some solid wide receiver values in like round six, round seven, round eight to go get some running backs or quarterback, tight end, um, whatever. So I think it may be smart to kind of maybe wait a little bit on wide receiver, not saying you completely punt the position, but I would want to have at least one running back through four rounds. I think if you have two running backs, that would be ideal, but I do think you could also go like a hero RB build, take one early running back, and then just throw darts at some of the late round targets I uh, talked about. But I do think you can have a shot at getting two running back picks you feel really solid with. Like I talked about early round guys like Nick Chubb, Tony Pollard, you guys are getting those mid to late second round. I think those are great values. And you could even go wide receiver in the first round 
snag one of those dudes in the second. I also think the running backs in the third and fourth round, some of them have inflated prices, but there are still going to be guys that I like in that range, like Brees Hall, Ramondre Stevenson, uh, Jameer Gibbs. From what I saw in the ADP and actually going through and drafting, I really want to be avoiding a lot of the running backs in like the round five through seven range. Like I can't get around on players like Rashad White, Kenneth Walker, Miles Sanders, when they're going just one round after Jameer Gibbs and Ramondre Stevenson. Like I just can't stomach that pick, especially when you have guys like J.K. Dobbins, Javante Williams, David Montgomery. If those players are going in round eight and nine, there's no way I'm spending like around five pick on Rashad White, Miles Sanders, players like that. I just, you know, I can't do it. Looking at the quarterback and uh, tight end values, like I didn't talk about a ton of players at those spots. I don't think there's any like extreme values. So I'd avoid kind of having to force picks there. Like I don't think you need to just dive in and make a reach when you don't really need to, especially if there's value at other positions. I think the clear tight end that I talked about is Mark Andrews. I think he's like the only early to mid tight end option where I'm like, I would draft that guy way ahead of his current ADP. But if you're not able to draft him, you know, and you don't find value somewhere else, like you don't get a slipping Kittle or a slipping Hawkinson, Waller, Pitts, um, Goddard, whoever it is, you can always end up just snagging like a later round option, like an Evan Ingram and Joku, Pat Frymuth, or you just really punt the position and get a guy like uh, Dalton Kincaid, who I talked about, or Tyler Higby, who I'm also pretty high on. Then looking at the quarterback position, like I did mention, some values, Justin Fields um, and Justin Herbert, I really like them at their prices, especially relative to the quarterbacks around them. But I also think the quarterback position is not a spot where you need to force it, especially this year. Just looking at all the quarterback options out there, I don't think forcing a quarterback is the move. Like if you're getting Fields and Herbert at, or even a little bit above their ADP, I think they're nice picks. But like if you're missing on those guys, you don't need to be forcing like a Trevor Lawrence pick or even forcing one of those top options like in the mid to late second round. Because if you just wait at the quarterback position from quarterback 10 to quarterback 16, these are the guys available. You've got Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins, Aaron Rodgers, Tua, Daniel Jones, Geno Smith, Anthony Richardson. Like these are some really, really strong back end uh, QB ones, high end QB two picks. But also if you're waiting, I would also make sure to not try to force one of those guys. Like I don't want to be the first player choosing from that tier of quarterbacks because even in terms of ESPN ADP, you have guys like Dak and Kirk Cousins who are going like a full two rounds ahead of guys like Geno Smith. Even if you prefer Dak or Kirk Cousins, I really don't think the difference is that extreme. And personally, like I would take Geno Smith straight up over those dudes. So I don't want to be reaching for one of these guys because I think a lot of them are very similar in the same tier and you can just you know snag two other players before you end up having to pick at that quarterback position so overall i think you guys can really go out there and build some really really strong teams in your espn leagues um just kind of you know make sure you're familiar with the values i uh, talked about obviously you may not feel the same way about those players but i do think in general those guys are really nice picks the general trends, right? I wouldn't go crazy wide receiver early on because I think you're going to have to pass on some quality options in the middle rounds. But I do think you can kind of have a balanced start. Like in Yahoo, kind of spoiler, I'm going to talk about that tomorrow. But in Yahoo leagues, like the running back position completely falls off after like the first two rounds. So I'm kind of going to advise to force running back in those leagues. ESPN, you don't really have to do that. Like you can get one running back through the first two rounds and you can still end up with a really nice running back like in round three, round four. 
like I mentioned, but I do think the middle rounds, you probably do want to be avoiding the running back position. And then I feel like once you attack those values that I went through, you can build some really, really strong depth by getting the value wide receivers I mentioned, those younger options, and a lot of like the running backs who are elite handcuffs um, or guys who can honestly just work into their backfields like a Charbonnet, Tank Bigsby, guys like that. But that is pretty much going to wrap it up for this one. Let me know your guys' thoughts down below in the comment section. Like I did say, stay tuned if you play in Yahoo Leagues. Going to be putting out that video tomorrow. But thank you all for stopping by, and I will see you in the next one.